You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards Radio. This is Ashley Adams, your host. We've got a great show tonight. Two terrific guests. The first is the poker room manager at the new Buffalo Thunder Casino in Santa Fe, New Mexico, a place I love to visit. It's a wonderful place for a lot of reasons. And now that they have a new casino, this used to be Cities of Gold, um, and it's now new and improved Buffalo Thunder. Then we're also going to have author player, Ph.D., Jim McKenna, who's going to be here to talk about his website, his books, his playing, and I'm looking forward to talking to him. But first, we're going to take a commercial break, then we'll be right back. If you're in your 30s, you've lost something, something huge. Sure, you've noticed, but you're not saying anything, and who could blame you? Your testosterone levels are dropping. Your endurance is waning. Your sex drive just isn't what it used to be. Back in the day, there was nothing that could be done for you. But that was before Gamma O. Now men can fight to keep their vigor, thanks to all-natural Gamma O. Order today and increase your testosterone 100% in 30 days, or double your money back. Log on to GammaO.com. That's G-A-M-M-A-O.com. Hey, HouseOfCardsRadio.com listeners, we've got a special offer for you. Go to AdamandEve.com, that's A-D-A-M and E-V-E.com, and get 50% off just about any of their items. 50% off, and the way to get the 50% off is by typing in the code POKER, P-O-K-E-R, in the box that's available for coupon codes at the checkout window. Plus, if you order $17 or more of their products, they will give you a free gift. We don't know what free gift, but they'll throw in some adult entertainment product of some kind. So get 50% off by typing in the code POKER, P-O-K-E-R, and also get your free gift for orders of $17 or more. You can also Access this site by going to houseofcardsradio.com or going directly to adamandeve.com. Great moments in history. In 481 BC, the defeat of the Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae. As long as Xerxes doesn't find the secret path to the hot gates, boy, is it, boy? Xerxes has found the secret door path to the hot gates. Ah, shit! On June 3rd, 2008, House of Cards Radio begins podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You know, there are a lot of poker books out there, very few, if any, about how to beat the low-limit, no-limit hold'em games that most people play, not the poker professionals, but the average Joe. So I wrote one. If you email me at asha34 at aol.com, I will send you my ebook. And here's the way it works. If you like the book, send me $10. If you don't, keep it for free. Winning Low Limit, No Limit Hold'em, asha34 at aol.com. 
Hey, you serious about poker? Then winning 7-card stud by Ashley Adams is a must-have for stud players of all levels. In winning 7-card stud, the World Series of Poker Veteran takes you through a series of lessons and strategies designed to make you a better player in all phases of your game. The techniques of betting, what cards to play, how to read the other players, the art of bluffing, you'll learn to master them all. Winning 7-card stud by professional poker player Ashley Adams. Available at Amazon.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. The ambassador of poker. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back, listeners. We have a special treat. It's not often that we get to talk to poker room managers just when they are opening a brand new room. But tonight, that's all going to change because I'm here on the phone with Chris Eggers, who is the poker room manager of the brand new Buffalo Thunder Casino in, or right outside of Santa Fe. Chris, are you there? I am here. How are you today? I am terrific, and I'm, I've been looking forward to talking with you for, well, since I knew you were going to be a guest. I'm eager to find out a couple of things. Let's start with you. How is it that you happen to be the poker room manager of a new, beautiful, large poker room in Santa Fe? How did you come to there? Well, I was in Las Vegas working for Harris Entertainment Properties, and I met a wonderful man. And I decided to end my career and move to Albuquerque. And while I was out here, I kind of got a little bored, and then word got around, and the GM at Buffalo Thunder, somebody that I worked with about 15 years ago in Las Vegas, and we got together, and I am now the poker room manager at Buffalo Thunder. Wow. And when did you actually start? I started in January at the Cities of Gold. I see. Cities of Gold is the, it's the casino that no longer has a poker room, but it's connected to Buffalo Thunder. It's the same owner. Is it owned by a tribe, or is it owned by a private corporation, or what? City of the Gold and Buffalo Thunder are owned by the Pueblo of Pauake. Ah. It's a tribe outside of Santa Fe. They own they own City of the Gold, they own the Buffalo Thunder, and they own what's called the Sports Bar, which is also a casino with a simulcast facility. I see. Now, how far? You must be commuting a long way if you're still in Albuquerque. Three hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But com- Compared to Las Vegas, it's a very peaceful drive on I-25. I turn the radio on, set the cruise control, and I relax. That's actually where I come up with all my ideas. Okay. Well, let's, let's get to those ideas. Tell us, and we've got, we've got 15 or 20 minutes, and I really want a thorough depiction of this brand-new room. It's not every day that a room opens, especially these days. I mean, the poker boom is still going, but it's not nearly like it was back five years ago when everybody and his brother was opening a poker room. Tell us how many tables, what games, what promotions, everything you can about Buffalo Thunder. Well, we opened on Tuesday, and the property that we're at now is is very different than the, than the original casino. So we, were, we weren't really sure what would happen. The Cities of Gold maybe had one game, a day game, and maybe a two-night games, and we opened this room with eight tables. Mm-hmm. We opened uh, Tuesday and immediately had 
spread our limit games, our no limit games. We and we even had a, a five ten no limit game, which is now becoming a daily You're thing. Kidding. There. Wow! Because I remember, I know the area fairly well. I played up at Cities of Gold. Oh, about well, less than a year ago, and I think I even wrote not the the best review in the world <laughs> at Cities of Gold. I wrote it was kind of a tired old room, but the good news is that Buffalo Thunder was opening. But I remember it was they had just one game going, and you've already started off with a bunch of games. That's yes. and, and there are a lot of other rooms in the area that you must be competing with. Actually, I believe our only competition would be with Sandia. Sandia is in Albuquerque, and Sandia has a very large poker room with a large variety of games. So Sandia would be our direct competition in the quality of the room. I see. So you're they, really you're a different type of room from Camel Rock or Santa Ana or his letter. You're a bigger, more professional type of room? Yes, exactly. And I believe Camel Rock is closing this week. So we will be the only room in northern New Mexico. Ah. The closest room will be in Albuquerque. I see. Well, that's true. Now, do you still offer pineapple? No. Actually, <laughs> they were ha- they were holding a pineapple tournament on Tuesday nights. and I know. I, I felt- played in it. Yeah, I felt that the the people that were playing the pineapple probably um, we 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 ended up after we eliminated pineapple we ended up with two more tables for the Tuesday night tournament. Pineapple's a fun game, but not everybody likes it. Right. Well, that kind of defines my favorite game, seven card stud, which is almost impossible to find in your neck of the woods. Yeah, Omaha seems to be uh, the newer game happening now. We've had uh, we've had four eight Omaha high low. And that seems to be popular, and I think with online poker, people are, you know, learning to play it. Mm-hmm. So that might be the next seven-card stud. Oh, please. I'd hate to see uh, <laughs> seven-stud die, but I think you may be right. I think, in fact, you talk to a lot of professional players or even just very serious amateurs, and they complain, and I don't know if they've complained to you, but they complain that the quality of opposition in No Limit Hold'em has become much higher as the bad players have lost their money and the good players have gotten better. And they all say that they prefer either mixed games that have some of the uh, less played games or Omaha, especially Pot Limit Omaha High, uh, and even other games like Deuce to Seven Low Ball and Badoogie because most players don't know anything about those games. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the in fact I just had a comment this morning. I had a player come in and I was trying to force him into a no limit game and he <laughs> said he said at Sandia I'll play no limit but up here it, it the, the players are too difficult. It's I don't I do very well at Sandia but up here I have to work for my money. I see. So, well, where do your players come from uh, in your room? being as it is that you're on the other side of Santa Fe from Albuquerque, where do you draw your players from? Our players are, are primarily from Santa Fe. Um, we get a lot of players from Taos, Los Alamos, and Colorado. We have a lot of Colorado players. Really? Yeah. And then uh, Buffalo Thunder will be marketing to Oklahoma, Texas, um, because it is a resort. It's it's not just a casino. It is a resort. So we plan on having a lot of players coming in from those areas. Okay. Well, let's let's go to what you just said that I didn't know or I didn't appreciate. You say you're a resort. What facilities do you have that make you different from a place like Camel Rock, which isn't a resort, or like uh, Cities of Gold, which wasn't a resort? What are you going to have that's going to attract somebody from Oklahoma? 
Well, Buffalo Thunder Resort is it is a destination resort. It has the spa and the golf course and the nightclubs and the restaurants. It's it's more most casinos in New Mexico are slot machines gaming and then they have rooms. This place has uh the hotel is operated by the Hilton. I don't know if you've ever stayed in a Hilton hotel, but it's a very comfortable room. Oh, well, maybe I'll I'll stay out there when I come to Santa Fe next. How uh, many, it's, it's beautiful. How many rooms do you have? They have um, almost 400, including the, uh, they also have the Homewood Suites, which is right next door, which is an extended stay. So the guests at the Homewood Suites also have access to all the amenities at Buffalo Thunder, the indoor pool, the outdoor pool, the beautiful spa. This spa is about as nice as any I've ever seen in Las Vegas. Now, what makes it so nice? My wife and I, when we go, she has no interest in gambling. She'd be interested in the spa. What type, I mean, and I'm putting you on the spot. You're the poker room manager. You may not know everything about the uh, Buffalo Thunder Resort. What kind of stuff do they have in the spa? If you well, know? It's, it's a full-service spa. It's, it's, you go in there and you have your massage, your manicure, your hair done, um, facials, all of those European style and, and, and Asian style techniques. It's just everything you can get in a Las Vegas spa. Wow. For instance, um, I don't know if you've ever stayed at Mandalay. They have a beautiful spa. It's, it's very similar to that. It's, they have everything. Well, it's that's just, great. You go into these rooms and the whole thing is just you just want to fall asleep. <laughs> it's beautiful. Well, it doesn't take much to make me want to fall asleep, but that's another story. I think that might be a great thing for me to do. My wife's brother lives out in Santa Fe, and we always stay in a hotel, but this would be great. I could tell her that this is a top-of-the-line hotel and a spa. We should stay there, and then when we stay there, I'll say, oh, by the way, honey, there's a poker room. I'm going to go play <laughs> while you go to the spa. There you go. Well, tell us, okay, you've told us about the hotel, almost 400 rooms. There's also an extended stay suites. There's a spa. There's golf. Is that an 18-hole golf course? They Actually, they have three nines right now, and three they're uh, be... adding a fourth. Wow. Yeah, it's a very, very nice golf course. Tell us about the restaurants. The restaurants we have, Hilton um, operates restaurants on the second level. We have a great buffet. We have a restaurant called Micah, which is kind of like an assortment of things. Um, we have the Red Sage, which is a Mark Miller restaurant. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but um, I believe they're in Chicago. It's a very, it's a very popular restaurant, and that is your, uh, like your steak and seafood type of restaurant. I see. And then we have, you know, downstairs, especially for our poker players, we have our deli. And right next to us is my favorite. It's the Turquoise Trail. It's a bar. It's a sports bar and grill. And every and I've been, and I've been eating in there for the last two weeks while we've been opening. Every single thing on the menu is excellent. Well, I'm going to have. You know, you you are sealing the deal, Chris. Um, my wife and I were just trying to decide whether to stay down near Albuquerque or whether to go up and stay actually right in Santa Fe, and I think this, this is definitely the place for us. Let me return to poker a little bit. Um, you didn't mention anything yet about it, but are there any promotional tournaments that you're planning going forward that uh, our listeners would be interested in? Any large events that you have on the schedule? Well, we do have, we have a large event that we had actually planned at Cities of Gold, and we wanted to attempt to run some satellites into it. It has a $1,000 buy-in. There are four events, four um, $50,000 events, 
the first one is actually Labor Day weekend. Whoa, wait, wait, $450,000. You mean guaranteed price pool or buy-in? No, it's buy-in. It's a direct buy-in of 1000 And we were running satellites to get into the to the main tournament. But as you know, you've been to Cities of Gold. That was kind of a challenge. <laughs> we, yes. I know, we do have, we are doing 20 wild card drawings. So for everybody that plays in the satellites, they get an entry into the wild card drawing. And we are going to be giving away... 20 entries, five wow. for each tournament. Fantastic. That's and in fantastic. addition to that, we do have our regular, we're going to have tournaments on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Um, there's one at 11, one at 6 o'clock. Small buy-ins um, during the week, and then on Sunday it's 110. Those seem to be very popular. We had to discontinue the nightly tournaments because we just won't have enough tables because our right. live action right. you is want, so strong. People will want to play cash games. Right. Okay. And I think the biggest thing for us um, is our progressive high-hand jackpots. They are higher than anybody in the state. We reset them at higher um, resets. Did you put house money into them, or is it all player-funded? When I got to Cities of Gold, they had quite a reserve there, and I kind of let everybody know that the point of the progressive jackpots was to give the money back to the players. So. We just started giving that money back, and uh, we've been doing free rolls. Uh, we did a poker paydays, and we're going to continue to do this at Buffalo Thunder. We just want to give the money back to the players. Excellent. So what? So. tell us, now we got to look at the truth about poker rooms. What's the rake, and uh, what kind of comps, if any, do players get? The rake is $3, which is kind of a New That's Mexico the standard. $3 max? Uh-huh. That is very reasonable. We do a uh, dollar on 10 on the jackpots. Mm-hmm. We do not, on the jackpots, we do not make you have two whole cards. You only have to have one. So if I have ace-king and the flop is three kings, uh, I've got four kings. I would, I would Actually, the ace would play anyway, but I understand what you mean. If I had a deuce, it doesn't matter. I've still got four kings. Got it. Yes. Okay. And uh, the comp system, I'm actually working on that right now. Right now, the players are accumulating their hours, but I'm working on the I'm working on the finer points with the Hilton, and um, we're going to be getting back a dollar an hour. Wow, that's yes. terrific. For we have to, it will be for comp, or I, I can't say comps. We don't comp in New Mexico. You'll earn a dollar an hour towards your rewards for your poker play. So you'll be able to cash in your hours and use that towards rooms and food. Um, You will not be able to use it towards alcohol. That is another New Mexico thing. Okay. Well, we just have two minutes left, I've been told. Tell us if there's any special room rate or any special meal rate, or do you just apply your your non-comps as best you can, or is there any kind of special deal that players get for staying there? Right now, there are, there are no special room rates because the hotel is so sold out on pre-sales. Oh, really? Yes. So we're not really able to offer a special room rate, but you will, if you do have a room reservation, you will be able to use your dollars earned based on your hourly play towards that room. So you'll be able to take that off. I better make my reservation now for late October. I may not get a room. You better because October is a very, very busy time uh. in Santa Fe. Well, Chris, you've been a wonderful guest. Um, we have about 20 seconds left. Anything else you want to quickly mention before we go? 
poker is alive and well in New Mexico. It's not, it's not going down, it's going up. Terrific. And you are a good example of a great room. I'm looking forward to going to Buffalo Thunder and playing. I'll be in touch with you when I'm coming so I can do a, a special review of your new room. Congratulations Perfect. on opening a great place. Thank you, Ashley. Take care. Have a good day. House of Cards radio listeners, we've got a special offer for you. Go to adamandeve.com and get 50% off just about any one of their items. All you have to do is type poker, that's P-O-K-E-R, when you check out in the coupon space by the checkout box. In addition, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. You can't beat that. Get 50% off with their offer code POKER at adamandeve.com, and you'll also get an additional discount, a free gift, if you have an order of $17 or more. adamandeve.com features over 18,000 adult entertainment products. They have 10 million customers who swear by their product quality, fast and discreet shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's adamandeve.com. Out on the edge of fitness and endurance, there's a line. It's where winners and losers are defined. That's the narrow place where Gamma O gives the serious competitor the extra step, the extra energy, that extra kick nobody knew was there. Gamma O raises your testosterone level naturally and legally. So before you step up to the line one more time, be prepared to bring it with Gamma O, the all-natural testosterone booster. Available now at GammaO.com. That's G-A-M-M-A-O.com. Great Moments in History In 1750, while flying a kite with his child, Benjamin Franklin discovered the properties of electricity. That last bolt of lightning smelled like... Yes, the lightning. On June 3rd, 2008, House of Cards Radio begins podcasting. Go to houseofcardsradio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask me, they could be strategy questions, they could be practical questions about where and how to find a game. Um, it could be a question of uh, you, you're coming to Boston and you want to play. We have a uh, an Internet site that you can go to, an address that you can go to, pose your question, and if we use it on the air, you will get a free copy of my book, Winning Low Limit, No Limit, Texas Hold'em. So the site or the address is info, that's I-N-F-O, at houseofcardsradio.com. Info at houseofcardsradio.com. Send me your question or questions. And again, if we use it on the air, you will have won a free book and also if you want we'll use your name and uh you'll have instant fame in the poker world great moments in history 
In November 1863, on a train headed for Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, President Abraham Lincoln decides to write the important address himself. This is a great outline. Fantastic. If yours doesn't stack up, you won't get a chance to look at it. I don't know what that means. I was going to let you see it, but I changed my mind. I can, I'll write it. That thing sucks. On June 3rd, 2008, House of Cards Radio begins podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Card player, gambler, scoundrel, you'd like him. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, House of Cards Radio, and I am joined by a wonderful guest, a very well-published guest, who I know from his magazine articles, not from his books, though he is also an author of three poker books. I'm here with Dr. Jim McKenna. Jim, are you there? Yes, I am. Um, now, I have known you for about four years since I started writing for Poker Player Newspaper, and I saw your columns in there. Tell us about your history as a poker writer, how you got started both playing and writing, and then I'd be interested in knowing what else you do. But first, let's start with your okay. history as a player uh, and a writer. Sure. The uh, first book uh, happened after I retired from uh, semi-retired from an active practice. Um, I work mostly with families on the one day a week, and I take six days off to write. <laughs> so anyhow, what um, was your first book? the reason I started researching poker is one of my mentors, Eric Byrne, the author of uh, Games People Play, made a statement that he could always tell a person's life script by the way they played poker. But he left it at that, so I took that concept uh, and went in depth, and that's when I, uh, after six years of research, wrote the first book, Beyond Tells, in which I uh, integrate uh, personality types with uh, their behavior. I see. So that's how I got started. And when was that, when that book first came out? Uh, It came out in uh, about four years ago. Four years ago, so that was after three or four years ago. After the beginning of the most recent poker boom had begun, that was the perfect time to have a book like that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, when did you start your column? I seem to recall that it was earlier than that. It's been about six years uh, with Poker Player, going on seven. How is it that you got started as a magazine writer before you wrote a book? Right. Yeah. Uh, I had submitted uh, my book to the publisher of Poker Player, and that's when he uh, saw my writing style and, and asked me to write uh, a column in psychology. Uh, I see, because he also, as we're talking about Stan Sudikov. Right. Uh, uh-huh. He also had a publishing company before that, and uh, so you actually had written the book that was published three or four years ago, beyond Yeah, health. he was going to publish it, but then he uh, turned it over to the uh, Ken... Uh, Kensington? Kensington, yeah. I see. And uh, since then, uh, they've published the other two books, too. I take psychology, and I integrate it with what I know about people. In the second book, uh, Beyond Bluffs, I uh, took neuro-linguistic programming. Are you familiar with that? Absolutely not. Neuro-linguistic programming. I can yeah, cipher it's, out it's what it's how it means. people talk and represent it the world. It's their frame of reference. So there's clues to 
seeing what your opponent's frame of reference is and pacing them uh, by using the same language that will lead them into where you want to lead them. So I integrated uh, a lot of uh, correctional agencies use NLP, it's called Neuro Linguistic Program, because it, you can tell by a person's eye movement whether they're telling the truth or not. And so, I explain all that in the book. Okay, so give us an example from a poker game. Let's say you're playing, uh, now you live out in Missouri, is that right? Right, uh-huh. Because I remember uh, I actually went to the Isle of Capri in Boonville. And oh, the, yeah, yeah. the dealer said, when I told him who I was, he said, well, my goodness, you're the second author who's been in here in the last couple of months. And they remembered that you had been there as well. Oh, okay. Um, Boonville, by the way, for our listeners who don't know, and which would have included me until I went there, is just about in the dead center of the state in between St. Louis on the east yeah. and it's Kansas about, City on the west. It's about um, 150 miles from me, so I don't get there very often. <laughs> well, let's imagine that you are there, and you're in a 1-2 game, and you don't know any of the other players. And okay. uh, the you bet... Uh, you have a pair of jacks, and uh, you bet pre-flop, and you are called by somebody in later position, and the flop comes three, seven, king. And you figure, well, the odds are he doesn't have a king, so you bet 20 bucks. And he comes over the top for 60, and you're trying to decide whether he's bluffing or whether he really has a hand. Using okay. uh, what you just talked about, what is it? Uh, psycho well, uh, something linguistic. I, my tendency would be to believe him if he's a, a conservative player. However, I'd look at his eyes very closely. If he's looking up and to the left, he's remembering his hand, and he's seeing that Up into his left or to your left? No, his left. Okay. And if he's looking to the right, he's constructing a hand. That's visual construct. Ah, and, and if he's I'm, wearing sunglasses, uh, you're just out of luck. Pardon me? If he's wearing sunglasses, then you are just out of luck. Yeah, that doesn't really help. Uh, you can tell which direction they're looking uh, with sunglasses, unless they're pretty astute. They turn their head slightly. Oh, I see. So it's not yeah. just eyeball movement, but your t head tends to move to the left yeah, if you're remembering a hand. Uh, Move where you're looking. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be telling this on on a radio because I'm giving away all my secrets. But I I do talk about it in the book. So. I see. Okay. So that's a that's a very useful tell. Up and to the left means he tends to be telling the truth and have something real that he's remembering. Up and to the right tends to be a bluff because he's constructing yeah. something for fakery, for lack of a better term. But uh, if they check, I worry about that more because they're setting up a trap. Uh, they could be setting up a trap, so I'll watch them closely. There's some uh, players that I'll uh, I'll fold in a heartbeat. You know, that's the probably the secret to uh, surviving in poker, as you probably know, is uh, the ability to lay down hands. Yes, I find that it's the inexperienced and poor player who tends to think that everybody is always bluffing yeah, uh, right. because that's the way he plays. Yeah. But the truth is that most of the time, large over-the-top raises yeah. 
indicate strength, and it's only the rare exception uh, where the person's yeah. bluffing. But, you know, I uh, rushed stuff. home from the uh, casino today to, to get your call, and uh, uh, today I saw the, a loose, real loose player cash in on his reputation. Uh, it turned out he had uh, a pair of eights in the hole, and he flopped two more eights. <laughs> so he bets away, and three or four people called away. This is a one-two, a one-three no limit game. Where, which casino were you playing at? Uh, at Maristar. Oh, in, that's in right Saint outside Charles. of St. Louis. Yeah. And so uh, uh, he bets again on the uh, turn, and two people call him, and uh, everybody called him all the way to the river, and of course he. He uh, told me, he said he collected the biggest pot he ever, ever did because uh, nobody believed him. <laughs> and they didn't even have a pair, the people that called him. So that's My really God. interesting. I've got to get back out there if there are players like that out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't yeah, have to write any more Generally, books. Generally, he doesn't do that good, I'll tell you the truth. But he cashed in on his reputation that well, day. I'll tell you that Ameristar... You play up there on the second floor, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been there, huh? Oh, I've been there a few times. Very nice room. And so is... For you. Uh, what, do you, what do you like to play? There's no stud game there anymore. Fortunately, I have developed my low-limit, no-limit game to the point where I can make some money at that uh, most of the time in 1-2 and 2-5. Um, I wish they'd bring stud back because it's better game as far as I'm concerned. I agree. I think, though, we are a lobbying force of just two, Jim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid you're right. Maybe Roy Roy West also uh, yeah. from Card Player Magazine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, tell us about your third book. You have Beyond Bluffs. You have Beyond Tells. What's the third book? Uh, Beyond Traps. Beyond? You know, has that come out already? Yeah. yeah. Ah. And... Uh, that uh, is probably nothing real new, but uh, let's see if I no, it's it's nothing real new. It's uh, you can find uh, a lot of stuff about traps. Mm -hmm. It's uh, is that also it's, it's using the other two books, the uh, the tells and the bluffs, to uh, it's also teaching how to. Uh, hypnotherapy technique, I integrate how to pace and lead uh, somebody. Hypnotherapy? So match, they match their referential index and you uh, pace them and then you lead them where you want to. Well, now, okay, you gotta, you'll excuse me for being the moron in the room, but you've <laughs> got to break down the expression match the referential index. For okay. all of the non-psychiatrists, and are you a psychologist or a psychiatrist? A psychologist. All right, for the non-psychologists who are listening in, which I would guess is at least 99% of the listeners, what that means, and give us a specific example or two of how you would do that in a poker game. You're talking about the referential index? Matching the referential, yes, referential okay. index. Uh, what I mean by that is how people make sense of the world and organize their thinking. And you can tell by the language that they use. Some people use visual language, like, oh, I see what you mean. Uh, I'm going to show you something. And others use auditory language, like, uh, how does that sound to you? Uh, it sounds pretty good to me. Uh, 
I hear they what actually you're saying. Speak to their referential index or how they organize thought. And then there's the tactile people who uh, we call them kinesthetic. Uh, they get in touch with things. And if you want to pace them, you start matching their language. You say, uh, uh, call this if you can see your way to it, if you determine their visual. And they'll usually call because you've matched their referential insects. So, okay, well, this is very intriguing to me. So this comes in the context of trapping players. So you can... Leading them and then where you want to and then lowering the boom, so to speak. So you're, when you want to seduce somebody to do what you want them to do, you call you hypnotize them in the sense that you match the language that they use, the references that they use, whether it's auditory or visual or tactile, I think you called it kinesthetic, um, yeah. and by matching their language, either by um, preempting what they would likely say or after they say something you agree or say something consonant with them in the same language, so to speak, they are more apt yeah. in an almost hypnotic way to do what you tell them to do. So either... The only thing that I would differ with is I, I don't... I'm not... Um, uh, really comfortable with the language hypnotizing them or um, hypnotic. What I'm doing well, is I'm paying hypnotic. attention to how they organize thought and I'm matching the way they organize thought. And so it's a basic communication skill. Okay. If you want to communicate with somebody, talk their language, talk how they make sense of the world. If you want to make it difficult for them to relate to you, then you know, if with a visual person, you start using touch language or auditory language, that kind of thing. I so I, it's not hypnosis, it's more communications. Okay, I just picked up on what I thought was your use of the word hypnotic uh, earlier on. In fact, producer, could you play the tape, please, and see if... Uh, no, I, I didn't use the word, because I, it it is uh, part of a hypnotherapy uh, tool. You know, I see. But you would use it to it. refer to poker playing. But we, want, we don't want to um, hypnotize the people that we play with. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I don't know if you've read a lot of the poker literature that predates us, Jim, but there was a book by Frank Wallace called um, Winning Poker, A Guaranteed Income for Life, uh, which came out in the 60s. Yeah. And yeah. it was really, a better title would be how to convince your bad-playing poker buddies to play with you for big stakes so you can really rip them off. That was really... Do <laughs> yeah. you remember the book? And he, he wrote about all... I remember the, uh, parts of it because I, uh, I included that in my research. Oh, okay. Well, one of the it's things on my reading list, he wrote about was how to hypnotize your opponents into calling. And he I don't know if it worked at all or if he made it up and it just made for a good story... But yeah. back when people played with cash instead of with chips, he talked about how if they were contemplating a call, I mean, this sounds ludicrous, but this is what he wrote. If they were contemplating a call, you put your hand in the pot on the money and just kind of move it around in a circular way so that they are becoming kind of hypnotized by all the money in the middle of the pot, and they will then 
be more likely to call because they will be attuned to the large amount of money that's in the pot. I don't know. If I, I don't remember that, but that, that sounds like uh, something I would never do. But uh, <laughs> I don't think any of us would have the temerity to actually reach into the pot. You're not allowed to touch the pot. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> or right. splash it. You know. Right. Anyway, interesting. But anyhow, what I'd, what I'd do is I'd, uh, I'd, I'd gain a, a relationship with them by using their language there. I get the way it. they uh, make sense of the world. So. Well, let me ask you this. if I have players who are interested in the psychology of poker and life. How would they go about contacting you? You want to give us your website, and we'll put it on our uh, uh, sure. homepage? Okay, what is it? Uh, the website is the same as my name, www.jimmckenna-phd.com. McKenna is M-C-K-E-N-N-A? Right. Dash not underscore dash phd dot com. Okay. okay. And it uh, it'll talk about the uh, give a better description than I have uh, of the three books, and uh, also uh, I have a newsletter in there that I do articles on. So there was also I noticed a survey called, if I remember correctly, and it it kind of an interesting double entendre title. Stroking yourself, something oh, like stroking that. Profile. Stroking it's, profile. Stroking uh, profile of yourself. In the 70s, I'm sorry. It's something in the seventies. I invented it. Become uh, a tool used all over the world now. It's called the stroking profile. It measures how much people give, take, ask for, and say no to other people. And by measuring those, uh, the University of Miami researched it and came up with the what's called the BEI, the Behavioral Exchange Inventory. And you can get an objective stroking profile, how much they give positive or give negative strokes and right on down the line. And you can do that to yourself. You can do a self-stroking profile, how much you give yourself positive strokes, negative strokes, take them, ask for what you want, say no to yourself. Right. Well, I also noticed that you do an analysis of it. Like for some fee, you can have some. It was like some interactive feature. Right, I, I've developed a uh, report uh, that explains to them and makes uh, makes uh, recommendations. When I was teaching it to therapists, we never mess with the high areas. We only deal with the low areas because the high areas, whether it's giving, taking, asking for, or saying no or your defense mechanisms. So we don't want to take people's defense mechanisms away from them. Right. So we always work on the low areas. Like if somebody's high in giving positive strokes, we never say, don't give so much, because there's an inverse relationship between giving uh, positive and negative. So if they're high on giving positive, they're low on giving negative strokes. So I'd work with somebody in giving them permission to be more expressive of their negative feelings, for mm. instance. If we had more time, I would like to talk about that, those concepts, and poker, but we don't. I just want our listeners to know that's Jim McKenna. Jim, thank you for joining us. Author. Well, I'm, um, w uh, welcome. Thanks for inviting me, and I'm always available uh, to you if you uh, build an interest in that. Terrific. Uh, if you have any but, more books... Let us know, and we'll talk to you about any new book that you come out. That's okay. Jim McKenna. 
Thank you, and uh, we'll have you all back next week. Oh, we got, you, wait, man. we got, take care, Jim. We're going to have Thank another you. segment, uh, questions from listeners, as soon as we finish our commercial break. Thank you. You want me to stay? Uh, stay? No, I Great Moments in History In 1803, President Jefferson convinces Congress of the importance of the Louisiana Purchase. Don't say when you crocker crocker is going to roll away for Now who can argue with that? Robert. On June 3rd, 2008, House of Cards Radio begins podcasting. Go to houseofcardsradio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. Robert. If you're in your 30s, you've lost something, something huge. Sure, you've noticed, but you're not saying anything, and who could blame you? Your testosterone levels are dropping. Your endurance is waning. Your sex drive just isn't what it used to be. Back in the day, there was nothing that could be done for you. But that was before Gamma O. Now men can fight to keep their vigor. Thanks to all-natural Gamma-O. Order today and increase your testosterone 100% in 30 days or double your money back. Log on to GammaO.com. That's G-A-M-M-A-O.com. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You know, there are a lot of poker books out there, very few, if any, about how to beat the low-limit, no-limit hold'em games that most people play, not the poker professionals, but the average Joe. So I wrote one. If you email me at asha34 at aol.com, I will send you my ebook. And here's the way it works. If you like the book, send me $10. If you don't, keep it for free. Winning Low Limit, No Limit Hold'em, asha34 at aol.com. Hey, you serious about poker? Then winning 7-Card Stud by Ashley Adams is a must-have for stud players of all levels. In winning 7-Card Stud, the World Series of Poker Veteran takes you through a series of lessons and strategies designed to make you a better player in all phases of your game. The techniques of betting, what cards to play, how to read the other players, the art of bluffing, you'll learn to master them all. Winning 7-Card Stud by professional poker player Ashley Adams. Available at Amazon.com. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamEve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. AdamEve.com features over 18,000 adult entertainment products, toys as low as $6.95, tantalizing lingerie, and over 350 movies starting at just $4.95. You'll find all the biggest stars, like Jenna Jameson, Carmen Luvana, and even Tara Patrick. Imagine all those sensual ideas right at your fingertips. AdamEve.com's 10 million customers swear by our product quality, fast and discreet shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Check out AdamEve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type SPANK for the offer code upon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, we'll throw in a free gift. Get 50% off with offer code SPANK at AdamEve.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Are you looking for action, I hope? A little hold. Now you're talking.
Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, House of Cards Radio. I'm joined in studio by my producer, David Weishattle, who has a bunch of things scribbled on a piece of paper that he's going to talk to me about, and I never really know what they are. <laughs> well, I just want to ask your opinion on some recent events. I know the Excalibur Casino in Vegas just closed their poker room. I just heard and that. And was it uh, replacing it with poker tech machines? I just heard that. Uh, I got a call from... Uh, Somebody from an online publication, Casino City, I think, asking me my opinion about it. And I, I didn't know anything about it. Apparently, it just happened. It may not even be, um, may not even be public knowledge yet. It might have been an inside tip, but by the time this show airs, uh, it will be. And uh, that's right, replacing all the dealers and all the tables with automated uh, poker tech machines. And uh, conversely, I know the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut is now – getting rid of their machines and now opening up the poker That's room. right. Uh, Mohegan Sun is opening up their new 40-plus table, uh, huge by all standards except for Foxwoods and a couple of other places, poker room at uh, the end of the month. I think August 29th is the grand opening. I plan to be there. Well, how do you feel about the Excalibur uh, closing their poker room? Is this... Is this a budgetary concern, or is this well, kind of a regulatory kind of thing? You raise uh, an interesting question. I... I have mixed feelings. Actually, they're not really that mixed. I, I feel bad whenever I see poker rooms moving away from places with dealers and chips and cards and moving to becoming more like a computer. I, you know, I love playing with live dealers. I like the interaction. I like the fact that they're employed in the industry. Uh, on the other hand, I think there is a place for automated machines, but I th- and I think um, – by the way, the Excalibur, which is part of the MGM uh, chain, um, I think would be the first – is it MGM or Mirage? I forget. But I think I know they're connected to a couple of larger casinos. It's probably the first place they're trying it out. They're experimenting. And my fear is that it would be the first of many. I think the place for automated poker, which has yet to really happen, but I think it would revolutionize um, the game – is if you concentrated on the heads-up game, one-on-one, which would make for a very small tabletop, kind of like the old Pong machines that you'd see in bars, and you start having it in bars. Bars, restaurants where you just have two people, or even poker rooms. Mm -hmm. You could have the regular uh, live poker games dealt by dealers, played by players with real chips and real cards, and then off on the side... For those who wanted to do heads-up poker, which is increasingly more popular, you could do it on a machine. That would make sense to me. That's my ideal setup. But for whatever reason, that doesn't seem to be the direction the Excalibur is. Who am I to tell them how to run their business? Um, Frankly, I hope – Is it a matter of just too much competition in that area? I know Mohican Sun, you know, they only have Foxwoods there. True. So is – is that a I don't know. casualty of competition? It could be. It could be that they want to distinguish themselves from all of the other 52 poker rooms in, in the greater Las Vegas area, and they say, well, we'll be the only one or we'll be the first, and God bless them. Maybe they will be the first of many. Maybe they're trendsetters. On the other hand, I think it's a bad thing for poker if rooms tend to be getting away from live poker games with live, not just live players, but live dealers and cards and chips. But on the other hand, one room out of 50, sure, I can live with that. I wish it were heads up, though, rather than multiplayer games. Well, we have a bunch of questions from listeners about automated poker. The first one comes really? from. Yes. Wow. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, the first one comes from Bob from Indiana. Are automated poker machines good for the game? Do they bring in players who only like playing on computers? 
Well, one of the things that uh, that they used to say is that with all of the new players who learned on the internet, they'll be more comfortable coming into a casino with a computer-like setup. I don't buy that. I think that if you aren't comfortable playing in public, you're not comfortable playing in public. Whether you're playing in public at a machine or whether you're playing in public at a poker table. Either way, you're sitting in a public place with other people that are looking at you and making you nervous or not. I think it's more likely that the automated games are a way of saving money. You don't have to pay a dealer. Uh, Right now, I I imagine they're probably not saving all that much much money because the rent for one of those machines, I I imagine they, they probably don't sell them. They probably are proprietary. They own them. They lease them for periods of time. I imagine it's at least as expensive as the low wages a dealer makes. Uh, But I imagine over time they may be cheaper. Can it really be considered poker, though? I mean, we've had authors. I mean, we just had an author, Dr. McKenna, talking about the psychology of tells, psychology of playing the game. I mean, how does the psychology work in with automated poker machines? I mean, you really can't read your opponent because your opponent's a screen. No, not really. Not really? Because when you have poker machines, it's not like playing on the computer where you just have a virtual icon that's opposing you. You have 10 live players sitting around a table that itself is a computer. So each person has a screen in front of him or her that has uh, virtual chips and virtual cards. But one can look at the other players while you're playing, try to size up whether they are um, bluffing or not. It's not exactly the same. Is it that effective as telling what the other person has by just looking at them or when you're actually at a table holding cards? Certainly there are more things that you can see a person doing if they have real chips that they're stacking or fumbling with or holding and real cards. But alternately, there are things that you see at a table of computer-generated images that you don't see in a game with real cards and chips, how the person touches the screen, how they look at their cards, their virtual cards, what they do with their hands. You wouldn't see that stuff in the same way. So it's different, but it's not nearly as different as the difference between playing on your home computer and playing a live game against real opponents. Because with these computer tables, you do have live opponents who are playing their hands in real time right against you that you could look at. So is that a book waiting to be written, <laughs> the tells in front of a screen? or Beating the poker tech yeah. game. Um, I suppose anything could be a book, Dave. Isn't that one of the big tells, though, you're playing with your chips and how you handle your chips and how... Well, you know, maybe that's a question for Dr. McKenna. <laughs> Stroking your chips, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, uh, what it means. Yeah. I, I know that, well, we won't go there, but uh, <laughs> I think there is a book to be written, at least an article to be written. Well, we have one more about the automated machines from Lisa from Chicago. Lisa from, from Chicago. Chicago. This is for you, Lisa. Yes. Do you like automated machines? Do you prefer dealers? What are the advantages or disadvantages? I prefer dealers. And the advantages of playing with dealers is that you have somebody to talk to who can run the game and keep things going smoothly. The disadvantage is you have to tip the dealer. You don't have to, but you generally do. And so it's a little more expensive, but I'd rather pay with a tip for the better situation of a dealer. With an automated game, there's nobody there to make sure things go smoothly, to keep players alert and engaged. There's nobody running the game. Well, that's one of my next questions. For those who haven't played automated poker, how is it set up? 
if there's a problem with anything, who do you tell? Well, is there a person, as a staff member? At let, let me quickly, because there's not much time, I'll answer okay. those questions. There is a floor person okay. who's in charge of the room. He doesn't keep the game going smoothly, but if there are problems, if there's a malfunction or if there's something else that happens, a player gets into an argument, um, he can come over and settle the argument, um, calm, calm somebody down, and uh, make sure the game doesn't fall apart. He's responsible for getting players to go sit down at the automated table, directing people how they get money into the machine and the like. But he's not the same as a dealer who is constantly attentive to making sure the game runs smoothly. Do you know of any tournaments that basically use automated? Yeah. These, um, over at Mohegan, they had tournaments that used these uh, automated machines. They're perfectly designed for that because they can uh, automatically have the increase in uh, stakes and blinds. Uh, and in fact, when you play on the internet, it's all programmed in to go. The, the tournaments are programmed in so that the blinds increase uh, at a regular pace. Similarly, these machines can be programmed in that way, so you don't need a clock externally. And uh, I think it's probably better for a tournament than for a live game for that reason. Yeah, sounds great. Is that it? I guess That's we're done. It. We'll uh, speak to you next week. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful week and good luck.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.